Heating Up the UK is part of the Big Heads Media Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. And support from Big Heads Media comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Manscaped are a revolutionary company and they have redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology so the trimmer won't nick or snake. It's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0 which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It has literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free and smelling nice. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturiser. Finally, the Perfect Package comes with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that will keep you smelling fresh all day long. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscapes.com and use the code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. And now, on to the episode. You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. Here's your host, Dan Healy, also known as At the Miami Heat UK. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I'm your host, Dan Healy, and today I'm back running solo after the last couple of episodes where we had some uh, some great guests. Um, unfortunately, just life got in the way this last week or so, just lots of things happening this time of year, uh, lots of social events with family and work getting in the way and all sorts going on, so unfortunately um, I haven't had time to organise and source another guest for this week. So I didn't want to leave it another week uh, without an episode. So I'm back rolling solo today, but I hope to get guests on in the next uh, episodes going forward. But you do join on a, a good stage, let's say, for uh, for Miami Heat fans. Uh, we are currently running 17-6 and six after last night's overtime victory dramatically. Uh, against the Chicago Bulls, which means we are now 3-0 in games involving overtime. We are now 10-0 at the American Airlines Arena, one of only three teams to currently be unbeaten so far at home this year, along with the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. So we are 10-0 at home. That's fantastic. And as I say, 17-6 overall, which at the moment I think is only bettered by... The Bucks, the Lakers, and Boston. I think the only record in the whole of the NBA at this point. And we are currently running at quarter uh, marks now, quarter stage through the season. So a uh, fantastic start for Miami. And on the back of that, what I'm going to do this episode is do a bit of a, a grading the roster at this quarter mark stage. In fact, we're slightly past quarter mark, almost at 30% through the season now, which seems incredible, doesn't it? So I want to just grade the roster, go through each player individually, quick summary on how they're doing and give them a grade at this stage. Um, So we'll talk about that. That'll be the bulk of this episode. I then want to just uh, discuss the starting five 
um, from how it's been pretty much all season because we've had quite a few injuries. So the starting five has been pretty consistent. I want to talk about how that's been doing and whether we expect it to change as the season goes on. And then I'll uh, sum up the uh, episode just by looking at the next set of fixtures between now and Christmas. Uh, We've got 10 games still between now and then. So we'll have a quick run through about that and see where we expect to be um, by sort of Christmas Day. Uh, So that'll wrap up this episode, but we'll get started by talking about grading this roster. So let's dive into that. Right, so we're going to go through um, a quick summary and a quick grading of each player uh, so far. Um, It's all going to be pretty positive because you can't be uh, Miami Heat fans at 17 and 6 and have much negativity around. So uh, we'll do a quick summary about each player and I'll give them a sort of A A to D or whatever uh, roster um, marking. Before um, I get into it, there's a few players that I'm not going to bother uh, grading because they haven't had the minutes to be able to give a a valid argument for... uh, for or against really so those players will be the obvious ones I'm not going to grade James Johnson because he's only had a handful of minutes I'm not going to grade uh, Casey Okpala because he's hardly played at all for injury I'm not going to grade Dion Waiters for obvious reasons because uh, I, I don't expect to see him play another minute to be honest in a Miami Heat uniform so absolutely no point uh, marking him and um, I'm also not going to uh, grade uh, Derek Jones Jr um, even though he has come back and he has played a bit more basketball recently um, it's still not enough really through uh, uh, he missed a lot of games start of the season so uh, good to see uh, Derek Jones back I will definitely say that because uh, I am a big fan of his so um, good to see him now finally getting some minutes but still too early really for me to put anything uh, in validly against him as a grading so we will ignore those players but let's go uh, randomly he's going to be in no particular order the first player I'm going to grade will be Duncan Robinson uh, Duncan's been there's been oh, look, let, there's been many success stories already this season. Um, there will be obvious ones, which of course we're going to come on to soon. But for me, Duncan's up there with 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 everyone else in terms of really a, a surprising factor. Someone that you know has played a real positive part to this season already. Um, so I I think he's been this is a player that was basically playing garbage minutes last season, you know, just just thrown in for the odd few minutes here and there, try and get you a bucket. Maybe, you know, did occasionally, very occasionally, he was thrown in with the odd start, but he'd normally come out relatively um, early. This was all last season, you know, a couple of minutes and then it, or five or six minutes and then he'd be out. Um, maybe just try and get you a bit of momentum in the game going forward. So um, for, from him going from that to now a bona fide rotation player, He's been getting some starts the last uh, few weeks because of some injuries, again, to people like Winslow and Dragic. He's been getting some starts and hasn't looked out of place at all. I quite like the idea of him starting. Um, But this is a guy that, you know, he is more than capable of going off against anybody. He's a, a massive asset to this team. He's filled that role that was lost by Wayne Ellington last year, you know, seamlessly. And he's a better player than Ellington. Because he can, he can get up and down the court easy. I can, uh, he can um, defend well. You know, Ellington wasn't a good defender at all. And all right, in terms of shooting ability, 
well, he's a bucket. He's an absolute bucket, just as good as anybody else in this league. So Duncan Robinson is is giving us a new dimension, a real new dimension in the fact that we, this team's now littered with shooters and he is a, a complete asset in that sense. So, you know, he's averaging about a dozen points a game. Uh, he On any night, he could go for mid to late 20s and he has done that a couple of times. So, and I just like the way I just like the way he goes up again, up and down the court. You know, he's a handful. He's a handful. He's a he's a threat to anybody in this team, in this league. Sorry. Um, so I think that quite rightly, I'm not going to give him the biggest mark because I think others may deserve it for their influence on games slightly more. But I think Duncan Robertson um, is justified in a B plus grading so far. So well done, Duncan. You've been a real success so far this season. And uh, keep it up because uh, who knows, whether you carry on starting or whether you do drop to a bench roll, you are an impact player on a uh, on this roster. So keep up the good work. Doing very well. You get a B plus. Right, so staying with the rookies. And next up, we shall assess and grade... None better than Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick's been not only the uh, the organisation's sort of bright spark this season, but probably the league's, the NBA's, probably the the, the biggest success uh, rookie story in uh, in the whole league at the moment belongs to to Kendrick Nunn. Um, I know you've got people that are maybe doing better in terms of Jar Morant and people like that, but they was expected to. Um, Kendrick wasn't. Kendrick was was an, was a nobody at the beginning of this season, um, even amongst Heat fans, let alone in the league. He's now opened all eyes. Um, everyone is aware of this kid, mainly due to the amazing start that he, that he got off to. Absolutely flying start. You know, the last the first few games, I think he was averaging almost like 23, 24 points a game um, from out literally out of nowhere literally out of nowhere so he has slowed down a little bit and that's expected mainly because you know for anybody to keep up those numbers unless you're a, a Luka Doncic or a Trey Young or something like that you're always going to struggle to hit those numbers but then also you know you do get a little bit found out when when you explode onto the scene like that teams are going to start taking more notice doing a bit more data and analysis on you and work out ways to slow you down and that is what's happened however he's still you know, coming across with some with some real, you know, solid, you know, sneaky good games. You know, even like I look at last night, for example, I think he hit about 18 points against the Bulls. Yet you never really saw him in the game. You never really acknowledged him. He was just there, carried on doing his thing, carried on getting the odd, odd bucket and comes away with it with an 18 point game. You know, that that's that's massive. That's, that's essential for our success. Players that are just going to chip in with those sort of numbers and barely even, you know, get a mention. I mean, he's not going to get a mention for, on last night's game, inevitably, because, you know, Tyler Harrow went off massively. So he's going to grab the headlines. But that win doesn't happen without people like Kendrick Nunn getting those points, just like without without any notice. So, and that, that's been how it's been the last few games. He has had a few, you know, duds after his explosive start. Um, and when he doesn't hit, you know, bucket after bucket, it, it, you do start to scratch your head and think, well, why Why is he still in the game? Why is he not being pulled out? But I quite like the fact that Spo has got this complete trust in him because it's like, just keep doing your thing. Keep hitting your shots because when you get in a rhythm, 
you're another Duncan Robinson, you're another Tyler Hero. Once you're in rhythm, you are massive because you can't be stopped. And I quite like that sometimes. I think to myself, God, you know, he's missed another one. You know, get get him off. Let's get, give him a breather. Get somebody else on the court. But Spo very rarely does that. He keeps him on. And inevitably, he does come and end up with a, with a decent score every game. And that contributes big time towards the wins. And a massive reason why Heat's got off to such a good start this season will be down to the fact that Kendrick Nunn has been an integral part of that. So although there's been some players that have inevitably taken more limelight for him and had more effects on games, you can't ignore what he's done in such a short space. And he has won games on his own. So Kendrick, you're going to get an A- minus on the grade so far. Brilliant start to the season. Keep doing your thing. Keep showing that athleticism, that power the pace to get to the basket and keep hitting those buckets because you know suddenly you're in you're you're in the rookie of the year um conversation and who would have said that on game 1 so keep doing your thing you're an a minus so far keep it up so moving on from Kendrick we will do uh our center that came off of the best trade we could have done in the summer getting rid of whiteside we got in a very likable very good um, piece in that deal with Mayers Leonard. So let's grade Mayers. Mayers has started off in centre. He's been a starter every game, I think. I don't think there's one game where he hasn't started. And that's that raised a few eyebrows because nobody really expected to see that. And whether he finishes the season as starter, I would be very surprised. I don't think we, we will see Mayers finish how he started in terms of... I think he will become a bit more of a bench role player. But we'll come on to that a bit later. But... You know, he will, he will give you a good sort of anything between sort of 15, 20 minutes a game that he's not going to... Defensively, he's average. He's okay. He gets his body in the line. He's a little bit clumsy. Um, he's, a, he's a standard sort of seven-foot centre. He's never going to have too much elegance about him. But I like the fact that he gets his body in the way. I like the fact that he's... The team and the fan base has really taken to him. He's an incredibly likable player, but he's also got strengths. You know, that mainly he's shooting. I mean, I think he's still the uh, highest percentage three-point shooter in the league, and I think he's hitting about fifty percent from three. And although he doesn't shoot as many as maybe I would like him to, he when he gets into that position, that, that again, that's a, again, I keep saying it, but it's an asset, and I quite like the fact at the moment that he is starting. He's getting through those those first competitive minutes, doing you a job. Doesn't often get into foul trouble. He can come back in later and give you some solid minutes as well if uh, if Bams needs a rest or if he's getting into fan tr- trouble. So Mayers has been um, a real success so far. You know, he's been he's been a breath of fresh air, and um, he's very very popular, very popular in the fan base. So I, I like I like what I've seen so far from Mayers. I don't think, as I said, that it will stay like this. I think he will become a bench player. And I don't mind that. I think that's a decent role for him to have. But, yeah, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing from Mayers. Keep doing your your shooting. That was your asset. We all knew that coming in. But keep giving us those solid minutes. You know, defensively, the first six, six, seven minutes a game, you're getting it right. So um, I'm going to give Mayers a C so far this season. So keep going, Mayers. And um, you're you're hopefully going to become an important player on this roster. 
Okay, next up we're going to grade Kelly O'Linick. Um, Kelly's been a bench player pretty much all season. Not not even sure if he's had a start, I could be corrected, but um, I, I just like what you get from Kelly. I've, I've always been a fan of him. Um, I think he's got, got better um, this season. I think so far we're seeing probably his, his best form uh, since he's been in, in the organisation. I know that's always quite easy to say when you're uh, when you're having you know a good start like, like we are, but I, I just like what he gives. He's, he's a nuisance. He gives you good spacing on the floor. He's a he's a good defender for a seven foot player. He's relatively agile. Um, I, can, I can never get enough of the Kelly keeper. Um, I think that that you know the, it, it's a great asset for him to have. That again, we talked about it a lot, and I'll keep saying it, and I'll probably keep saying it as I go forward with, with the other players that we grade. But shooting is another big big thing for Kelly. He's, uh, you know if you if he gets on a perimeter. You can't you can't leave him alone. You, you've got to go out and guard that because he's going to drain them threes. He's always done it. So again, I think that Kelly's it just gives you solid solid minutes. I, I always feel that little bit more comfortable when Kelly Olynyk is on the floor. Um, so I think it's been a very solid start. I do expect Kelly to and. Uh, eventually make um, the starts. Uh, I think he will finish the season as a starter. Again, I'll come on to it a bit more later, but um, I think that's what will happen. Um, and I think that's an effective move. But from what we've seen so far from Kelly Olynyk, um, as I said, I think he's been a, a, a really, really solid bench player. And I know I've said it in other episodes, but you know, when you look at our starting five as it is at the moment, when you look at the second five that comes in, and Kelly's at the moment is a part of that. It doesn't get much weaker, does it? It's pretty consistent. And I think at the moment, this is probably what Spalestra's um, sort of game plan is that, you know, maybe our starting five isn't our best five players. But when you take out, uh, whoever you take out, your second unit is becoming just as strong, if not stronger, than that first unit. And I expect that to change as the um, as the season rolls on, especially as we get closer to playoff time. But at the moment, Kelly is a a very, very solid part of that bench unit. And long may that continue. So as a grade, I'm going to give Kelly Olenek a B. Keep doing your thing, Kelly. Okay, so we're grading the roster quarterway through the season. And the next person up is none other than Tyler Harrow. Tyler has been um, lights out. Nothing better than uh, an example than what we witnessed last night in his breakout game so far in his very young career. Um, wow, what can you say about that night? I mean, that just I know like it can happen to anybody once you hit fire like that. But this kid was something that you you, you fail to remember when anyone has a as a night like that. But something you need to remember when you look at that case is that it's so hard to forget that Tyler Harrow is 19 years old and the confidence to be, he became the go-to guy last night. And I mean, I haven't heard the heat house go off like it did last night for a long, long time. And that is down to, to Tyler. To, well, I mean, it was a great team effort anyway. Um, I mean, Jimmy deserves a massive amount of praise for last night's game. He just continuously driving on exhausting himself to get to the line and the drawing contact and also the the vital uh, assists that he gave but take nothing away from from Tyler that was just money all night long so an incredible thing to witness um but 
in in general so far this season. Um, he's had a couple of games like that already. You know, he's hit mid twenties a few times, um, and it takes over games when he gets into that sort of form. Um, he's unplayable. So he's been he's been better than what I thought he was going to be. Even though once you know the organisation and the fan base um, sort of accustomised themselves to the fact that we had him, and uh, obviously initially, immediately became this fan's favourite, um, I think that he's been better than what we all thought he was going to be. I mean, just he, he, he's got that ability to just take over games and that become just with everything else. It's not just his shooting, the, the, you know. He can he can get up and down that court. He can he's got a great spring on him. He can rebound. He's much better defensively than what I gave him credit for, and I think what everybody gave him credit for. I saw this kid with very little wingspan and thought he was going to be a bit of a liability on the defensive end, but he's not. He's been great, really, really good. So it's it's exciting, very very exciting. I still say that, and I think I, don't, I think don't think anybody would probably argue with this that uh, even though. Um, Kendrick Nunn is actually shorter in the Rookie of the Year um, odds at the moment. I think if you looked at the overall ceiling of every player on the uh, on the roster at the moment, I think you'd probably say that that Tyler Harrow has got the highest ceiling. Um, he could be at this stage difficult not to be carried away, but he could be anything he wants to be. And with the stewardship of Jimmy, who's really put his arm around him from day one, he recognised what this lad had. Um, we could be looking at a a star in the making here, and that changes everything. You know, all of these. You know, oh, we need a second star, third star, whoever, another per- another whale to join uh, Jimmy. You know, yes, I agree that we still need that. I'm not getting that carried away. But if Tyler Hero becomes a third star as a rookie immediately on next to nothing wages at the moment, then wow, you know, it's it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. So Tyler. Well done for last night, but more importantly, well done for the season so far. It's been a real success. You're going to be graded an A minus. So great work. Next up, the one and only Jimmy Buckets. I think when we uh, when we signed Jimmy, when and the when the eyebrows raised that he joined Miami, um, I think the the situation became well what does he do does he become does he become the third star on a great championship contending team or does he become the guy on a competent side you know a playoff hopeful and the fact that he's not only done that but he's relished it and he's excelling in it just shows that he knows that he is in the right place for the rest of his career now you know that he is I mean, talk about take the mantle off of D Wade. I mean, he's just ignore the the, the games at the moment. Just that his his influence on this team. It, although we all knew that that was the role he was going to take, I don't. I didn't see it being as much a success as it has been. It's just it's just been absolutely incredible. I mean, he's averaging twenty odd points a game. Um, Take that, you know. What I love about the fact that on on the tight games is that he's, he he realizes what he has to do. Is he's shooting okay? He's actually hardly shooting threes at all, which is really unlike him because he's a great three point shooter. But what he's realized and understood is that when it's the tight games, and we haven't had that many, but when it's the tight games, especially recently, he's just going driving in, drawing contact, getting to the three point uh, free throw line, 
and then he's making those threes. And it's that that's been keeping us in games. And it's that that's been giving us these wins. So a massive reason for the fact that Miami are 17 and 6 at the moment, a good three or four of those Ws have become uh, are because Jimmy's influence and Jimmy's game intelligence to realise that what he's got to do to keep us in it and then making those free throws. So he deserves a massive amount of credit for that. But, you know, he's been hitting, is it two triple doubles in his last three games? You know, I think he's only hit five in his career. So he's realised that when he needs to, he can go off points-wise, assists, rebounds, anything. He's not bothered about the stats as long as we get the win. That was what he said after a win last the other night. So just this whole influence, the whole changing aura around the Miami Heat this year has a massive, massive reason for that is because of Jimmy Butler. It's been much, much better than what any of us thought, in my opinion. So Jimmy, there's absolutely no doubt that you're an A+, an A-star student so far, Jimmy. So long, long may that continue. I love seeing him play with a smile on his face. We haven't seen that, have we, before in his career, really. So I love seeing him with a smile on his face. I love the fact that he's stewarding and marshalling this young Heat roster uh, to uh, a very, very high seed in this conference. And who knows? You know, when we get fully fit, Goran back, Winslow, who has hardly shared a court with Winslow, once they're all back, who knows? Could we even contend? We'll see. But if we do, it's all down to Jimmy B. So it's an A star for Jimmy Buckets. Next up is Goran Dragic. And Goran's been uh, just sensational in, uh, so far this season. I, I love the fact that he's gone from all-star starter to just accepting this sixth-man role, the D-Wade role, um, with open arms, really. He didn't like it. I've said this before in previous podcasts. When Spode, you know, took him out uh, for dinner, uh, in the uh, in the off season, and told him how he considered um, or what role we considered uh, Gor- uh, Goran to have this year. Um, he accepted it straight away. There, he said there and then. Okay, I'm going to embrace it, and I'm going to be sixth man of the year. That was his target. So, um, you know, from what we've seen of him so far, again, it just still looks like he's 21 years old. It just up and down the court with that energy that only Goran's got. You know, just constantly his game intelligence, the way he drives to the basket, how quickly he gets up and down the court. And, you know, let's not forget the fact that he still can drain a three. He still can get to the rim. He he can he just is such an enjoyable vet to have on your team. And that experience, the fact that he's got this incredible sort of brotherly-like rapport with, with Jimmy. Um, the only slight downside is he has picked up a few injuries um, he's been out for a little bit now as well. Hopefully he'll be back soon. But that's the only reason why I can't quite give him an A grade. But Goran, you know, I, I, I love the player. Always have, always have. And you're not showing any signs of decline. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a B plus grade for Goran Dragic. But I'm delighted that he's still on his roster. Delighted that that um, Dallas deal never um, came to fruition when it looked like he was going to leave in the Jimmy Butler trade. So brilliant that he's still here. Keep doing your thing. You're a B plus this year so far. Next up, we're going to go with my guy, Bam Adebayo. 
So, bam. I said, didn't I? I said that it, nobody's prepared. Well, maybe the Heat fans are, but the NBA is not prepared for what is going to come from Bam Adebayo this year. Uh, is even even though I knew how good he was going to be, I'm, I still think that arguably Jimmy Butler would probably have something to say about this. But arguably, Bam Adebayo has been our best player this year. It's just it's so oh, it's so much better than what it was with Hassan Whiteside. And I said in a preview pod that um, before a ball was bounced this season, I said right now. Whiteside is arguably still the better player. But I then said, sounds ludicrous to say that now, but I then said that I can see that changing very, very quickly. Now, one thing about Whiteside is you'll look at his box score and you'll always think that's a good game, but it's not. He could have a 20-point game and and an 18-rebound game and still play crap. Bam Adebayo was always a little bit the opposite. His box score was never really that impressive, but he'd always have a really effective game. His game always seemed to be better than what the box scores suggest. Now, it's sort of gone the other way. He's not only playing well, but his box score is is showing that he's playing well. He's hitting big points. He's hitting big rebounds. He can also assist. You know, he's averaging five or six assists, I think, a game at the moment. You know, he's a big centre that is mobile. And there's not many centres in the league that are as mobile as Bam Adebayo. Brilliant defensively. He's now gaining this shot as well. He's seen these nice little floaters that he's putting up and he's making them. I think that at the moment, if he can just... Still a little bit consistent right around the rim. Misses some easy layups probably too frequently. And if he can get a shot away, if he can become a three-point shooter, he will be he will become, in the next couple of years, the best centre in the league. And that's high praise for when you look at the Embiid's, Jokic and so on. I still think that he will be that level, if not better, in the next couple of years. He's still only 22 years old. He's got a long, long way to go. And if he keeps up this progression, I think it's really, really exciting. I just think that he is unbelievably untouchable. He's got the potential to be a wow in this league. And I think, I did say it before a ball was bounced again this season, but I said if he can, if he keeps up, if he shows the progression that we all know he had, then do not sleep on him being an all-star. Or if he carries on at this rate, he's a starter as an all-star. I think he's been sensational. And that's why he gets an A star. So well done, Bam. Please keep it up. You're my guy on this roster. I love watching you play. You're a massive asset to this team. And keep it up. We're going to see you in all-star colours, hopefully, representing the East or whatever they're going to do it this year in the Miami Heat. Thank you very much, Bam. Okay, quick one now. Um, Because he's not had a massive amount of minutes, but what I've seen, I've loved. And I think everybody else will really agree with this. But um, a quick assessment on Chris Silva, another rookie, um, literally out of nowhere. I think he was supposed to be a two-way player um, this season, but because of the impact he's had, um, he's been been signed up as, you know, he's fully part of this squad now. Um, Still only giving you seven, eight, nine minutes a game, but it's what he does in those minutes. It's so impactful. I mean, when you you lose in Bam or and maybe Leonard who uh, after his start, you, you you're now looking at Chris Silver to just give you those minutes where Bam's resting. And I don't think there's there's a player on our team that that gives you quite as much as he does in such a short time. I mean, he seems to spend forever just scrapping, just arms everywhere on the floor. You know, you can't get the ball off of him. He, he rebounds when he has no right to rebound. He can get you a he can get you a bucket as well. You know, he can dunk. So it's 
he's such a fun player, even though it's quite a small sample size and he doesn't get a massive amount of minutes. You know that when he's on the on the on the court, you're going to get a thousand percent out of him. He is a hundred miles an hour. He's all go. Um, he gets into foul trouble immediately. I mean, you almost want to just go, okay, give him a start, uh, let him do his thing and let him foul out after sort of 15 minutes because that's what's going to happen. But in the meantime, he's giving you, you know, 10 rebounds, 12 points and uh, and a couple of assists because, you know, he's just he's all about the hustle. And any 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 fan of any sport will always be thrilled when they, got to, when they see a player giving 100% everything for the jersey. And that's what he does. So even though it's a small sample size, I'm giving Chris Silver a B for this season. Love watching you play, Chris. Keep it up. Next up is the final player on the grading, and that's Justice Winslow. Now, Justice, it's been, again, frustrating because uh, he started well, started very well. In fact, opening game went off, I think, 27-something points, something like that. Um Great defensive player. We know. We all know. We all know what Justice strengths are. Um, then he suffered the uh, the concussion injury, which seemed to take forever to come back, as he had to go through concussion protocol. Um, and now he came back again. Started to look good. Started to you know, enjoyably see the uh, the minutes that he was having with Jimmy on court. That was always something that was going to be intriguing. Um, but now he's picked up another injury again. So it's it's a bit frustrating. It's been a bit stop start. Um, I think that when he does come back again. Um, and well, well, when he did come back, he was he was starting on the bench because you couldn't interrupt the flow that um, Miami had sort of gathered. You know, this this winning streak, you couldn't interrupt that by bringing Justice back, even though you would say he is uh, in our strongest five. And I think at the moment, unless things take a turn, when he does come back, I think that's probably how we are going to see Winslow. We're going to see him starting on the bench, and I think he'll accept that. I think he's big enough to accept that. We all know that he's one of our best players. I think, you know, if you had your starting five, he would be, you know, he he would be in that. I think as a point guard, you'd want to see him there. He's a great defensive player. Um, I think he works really well with, with, with Jimmy, as I've just said. So I think at the moment, it's a tough one, but I want to see, I want to see him get a real good run of games. And I think that at the moment, that should be from the bench until things turn, maybe, till we have a little bit of a blip and then we can bring him back. Because I quite like the fact, as I've said previously, that if if he's coming on, you're probably only going to be getting better. You're certainly not going to be getting worse. And as we said, I think Spo quite enjoys the fact that, you know, he's got a start in five, but then whoever he brings in, that second unit is going to be just as strong, if not better. That sounds mad, but it probably is. He's probably getting better. So I quite like it. I quite like the bench roll for Winslow at the moment. We'll see what happens as we go on. But quite difficult to, to, um, to grade at the moment. I think it's unfair to give anything more than a C for Winslow at the moment, just because we haven't seen enough of it. But we know what he can do. I, I, I fully expect him to come back strong. Um, but yeah, it's a C at the moment for Winslow. So that wraps up the roster grading this season. It's been a fantastic start. I don't think any of that is being harsh. I don't want to try not to be carried away as well. But yeah, clear stars, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and then the great start we had from Kendrick Nunn. And then the persistence and the um, and the emergence of Tyler Hero, I think they've been the the, the main bright sparks. But yep, great start, and um, we will see what what happens really for the next for the rest of the season. And we'll talk about that next. We're going to talk about now um, the next sort of few fixtures. I think there's ten games between now and Christmas, 
so we'll have a quick look at that now and what we expect to come and uh, where, we, where the record may sit as we hit Christmas Day. Um, and we'll quickly talk about, even though I have mentioned it quite a lot during this uh, this roster grading so far, we'll look at um, what, what may happen with the starting five as we get closer to playoff time. That's all coming up next. So the starting five this season, it's been relatively consistent, apart from um, you know the odd injuries here and there. We've seen quite a lot of Mayers Leonard, um, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, and of course Jimmy Butler. I quite I, obviously it's been a success. There's no you can't say it hasn't because of the record, but I think that well, as as I've said a couple of times, I think what's been quite nice is that you know that it, it, there's there's a lot of players there that can really give you a strong start, and I think that that's been one of Miami's biggest things is they've got off to strong starts. You know, Kendrick Nunn can hit you 10 points in the first quarter. Duncan Robinson could give you close to that. Uh, Jimmy can really dictate how he wants the game to go in the opening quarter. If he decides that he's going to be the one to get you the points early on in the game, then he goes and gets them. But he's also had quarters where he scored two points. You know, first quarters where he scored two points. But then his assists have been six, seven, eight assists already. You know, and then Bam, obviously, um, Bam and Mayers are working well together. Um I like those opening six, seven minutes that um, Leonard gives you. He can knock him with a bucket. He can get himself in the way. He can give you good spacing and he can hit a, a very good free. So I think that that's been a successful uh, um, opening five. Um, I expect it to change. I don't think that this is the starting five that we're going to see come playoff time. I think that Winslow is the obvious person uh, to say that we'll get back in the roster at point guard. So I think that he will jump in and uh, and Duncan Robinson will probably come off. I think that's the ov- the most obvious one because uh, obviously you like the fact that with Jimmy and Justice locked in defensively, um, that's going to be a big hand. Um, and then you've got Robinson then that can come off the bench and can hit can hit you some good points as people start to tire. So that seems like the obvious thing to, to happen. Um, I think that will probably happen sooner rather than later. I think the other one that I think most people will probably be aware of is that we will probably see Kelly come into it. Um, I think the strongest five that you could probably put on paper will be Jimmy, Justice, um, Nunn, uh, Alinek and, and Adebayo. I think they're the, that, I think that's that's a pretty perfect blend. So I expect Mayers to probably drop out and, and to see Kelly and Alinek come in. So I think that's, that's what will happen going forward. The only other possibility is you might see uh, Tyler Harrow Tyler Harrow might come in for Kendrick Nunn. At the moment, I'm not particularly fussed. I like the fact that, that Tyler Harrow can come in and give you those points. Um, I, I think that's probably the way it will go. So uh, at the moment, I like the five. I'm not, I'm not in any rush to see it change. But those are the two with Winslow coming in and um, uh, Kelly Olynyk coming in. I would say they're the two first ones I'd want to see. And then maybe there's an argument for Tyler Harrow. But I'm quite happy with Kendrick in there at the moment. So that's what I expect to happen as we get closer and closer to uh, to playoff time. But in the meantime, keep rolling. Okay, so we're just going to come on to the final segment now, which is just having a quick look at the schedule 
for the rest of December as we go into the new year. As I said, Miami, 17-6. and six. Um, So a fantastic start to the season. And I think that a lot of people think, yeah, well, the run's been relatively easy. And that's a bit of a myth, really, because if you take all the, like the top 10 teams in the NBA in, through both conferences, I think apart from the Clippers and the Mavericks, we've played everybody else. And although it's been a bit frustrating with, you know, all of the defeats so far this season have come against the good teams, you know, the playoff teams. And probably even more annoying is the fact that I think pretty much all of them have not been close either. They've been, you know, pretty dominant victories by the opposition. Um, you know, what what we've done is we've beat every single bad team that we've come up against and pretty much 90% of them We've actually we've 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 smashed them. You know, it's not even been close. Um, but the the bad the the good good teams. Um, I think apart from blowing out the Rockets and um, and beating the Raptors and the Bucks in overtime, um, which is fantastic by the way, both of them away from home as well. So absolute credit there where it's due. But the rest of the defeats there have been um, have been pretty poor. They've not been competitive. So that's been the only thing that's been a little bit frustrating that hopefully we'll address. You've got no, got no problem losing against good teams, but you don't want to just, you know, get blown out. And there's been too many occasions where that has happened. So looking at the next, you know, 10 games, which is what it is between now and the new year, um, just run through the opposition. Um, Hawks at home, Lakers at home. Then we're at Dallas, at uh, Memphis, at 76ers. Then back home for Knicks, Jazz, Pacers, Sixers again, and then we finish away to Wizards. So a, f- a bit of a mixed bag there. You know, there's a few games you'd expect to win, probably again quite dominantly. And then you've got some tests there, obviously, as well. Um, tomorrow night's uh, game against the Hawks will be tougher than what they have been in our previous games because, you know, we, we was a bit fortunate in a way that uh, Trey Young got injured in the first game early on and then he missed the second game. So uh, they was two quite easy victories there so that's going to be I think a bit more competitive than what maybe a lot of them give credit for so that'll be tired but I still expect that to be to be the win and then we have some uh, and then we have a couple of tough games uh, against the Lakers and the Mavericks I think this will be a test now what I want to see from these games is I do want to see at least one win there but I want to see us doing what we have done to other teams um, so I want to I want to see us be competitive you know I don't want to see another blowout. And I don't think that will happen because, you know, the Lakers were at home. We're unbeaten at home. So um, I expect that to be the case when we when, when LA roll into town. But I want that to be a good game. I want that to be a competitive game. And then Dallas is going to be um, a real test because a bit like us in the East, they've probably been the surprise in the West. They're a really, really sharp offensive team. Um, so I think that's going to be a, a fantastic game and I hope that we can do ourselves justice there because if you get blown out there, which could happen, you start to think, well, come on now, this is actually not only just become a, a, a thing, it's now become a, a noticeable issue and something that we'll need addressing. So um, that's going to be a big game. I'm really intrigued to see what happens with that one. Um, so probably more so than any other game so far. seems quite strange. It's a test that could go either way. So I'm really looking forward to that game against Dallas. Then, as I said, um, when you look at the rest of it, I I think the target between now and New Year should be the target. Not saying this is going to happen, but the target should be seven and three. I think six and four is acceptable. And I think if you offered me six and four now, I would probably take it. Anything less than that, 
mm, maybe a little bit disappointing, especially considering our home form. So, yeah, Grizzlies, Knicks, Pacers, perhaps, Wizards, you know, those games should be locked in. And then you've got the real, then you've got the tests after that. After, apart from the games that I've already mentioned, you know, you've got 76ers away and then you've also got them at home. So, you know, you'd like to take at least one of them. Jazz is always going to be a tough game, but again, we're at home. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting um, and a good marker. Um, I know people say that, you know, this is enough of a sample size now. I would go as far as saying start to get excited or start to judge it properly once we turn into the new year. By now, you've, you've you, you know, you you're halfway there almost. So that that's what you, when you start really looking at, has this team got it? Can can this team sustain it? The, as I said, you know, the, the target this uh, season was a 50-win season. It was a home court seed. And at the moment, I don't think that start has been bettered more than once or twice, I think, uh, in, in, in Miami Heat history. So absolute credit where it's due, but we've just got to keep on rolling now. We've got to come up. We've got to start showing that we can do it we can compete properly with the good teams rather than just keep smashing the uh, the lesser teams. And at the moment, we haven't seen enough of that. As I said, absolute credit where it's due for beating the Bucks, beating the Raptors. That's fantastic. But we've been blown out too many times. So we need to address that. And uh, yeah, I think that that schedule, that 10-game schedule there, is enough uh, of, a, of a proper sample size to see if we can do that. So interesting times ahead for that. So... I think we'll um, we'll wrap it up there. As I said, sorry, it's just been me rabbiting on for the best part of a uh, half hour, 40 minutes, wherever it's been. Um, I will try and uh, make sure that it, it is. Uh, I am accompanied by guests, as I think that's far more interesting to get more perspective. So thanks for bearing with me on this episode. Um, I, as I said, it's just been a busy time of year, so I haven't had time to uh, to get anything stuck in with, with guests at the moment, but that will be, uh, will be the priority going forward. In the meantime, please continue to... Um, support what you're doing with me though so interact please on twitter it's been it's been brilliant you know the followers interacting keep going getting involved in uh that my my heat hot picks that i do every game day uh get involved in that because that's been good fun um everything else that goes on on the twitter page has said you know the tips of the day and i've now started doing the um the one word answers for the youtube channel so that started and people seem to be enjoying that so if you haven't seen that, check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe to that, please, for me. And uh, and if you want to have a go on that, if you fancy it, then just give me a DM and I'll try and squeeze you in because uh, that's a good bit of fun. Um, and everything else, you know, you've got the website, uh, www.miamiheatsuk.com. Um, that's being kept regularly up to date with podcast episodes, uh, articles and blogs, game highlights, etc. And um, follow me on all other socials. So, um, yeah, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. As I said, the YouTube channel has now started, so uh, be sure to check out the One Word Answers episodes on there, plus other things that will come. Um, and just thank you very much for continuing to interact and support this account. We're going to keep growing. So that'll do for today. Um, next week, we will be back 100% with a guest. So uh, in the meantime, enjoy the week ahead. Keep rolling, Miami Heat. Let's keep this going. It's been enjoyable. And that'll do for today. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs>